Hey, welcome to the Build Your Team show. I am your host, Atiba, and today I've got one of my favorite guests. Yes, he is a repeat guest. Jeff J. Hunter is with me today, and we're going to talk about communication and communication with your team. Now, Jeff's team has grown to 160 people, guys, or more. He's lost count. It's that many. But the bottom line is he knows a thing or two about communication and communication tools, and he's going to share some stuff with us today on the Build Your Team show. And as always, Build Your Team is brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. Hey, it's time that you become the thought leader of your industry, and we're going to help you do that and make it fast, easy, and fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Build Your Team. Once again, I've got my friend, my buddy, my hat brother, and yes, I am wearing one of his shirts today, the Savage Marketer from VA Staffer, none other than Jeff J. Hunter. Jeff, Yo, welcome back. Thank you so welcome much, back. Atiba. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot to talk about, right? The last time we had such a great time that we said we we're going to do it again and boom, here we are. Here it is. We're back again. Now, hey, Keisha, I don't know. We're going to have fun. This is not going to be some stuffy conversation, okay? Not between the two of us at nope. least. All right. But let's talk about communication. Talking about having fun. Let's talk about communication because for all of us who are business owners, Managing teams, especially these remote teams, foreign remote teams as well, communication becomes a real challenge, mm -hmm. right? So I want to start here. Just because people like to think that you've got over 200 people working for you now, or is it more than that by now? No, knowing you, it's, you it's close. It's like a hundred and... 60, 70, something. I don't know. I used to keep a lot more track when I had 40 people, but once I got to hundred, it was like really hard to keep track. And yeah. plus one of the best things I ever did was remove myself from the whole hiring process. So mm -hmm. I'm not as connected because if you think about it as a leader, if you've got one person on your team, if you got five people on your team, let's just say four. If you got four people on your team, that means that each person can get at least 25% of your time, right? Right. But when you have 100, you're at 1%. Yeah. You get 150, you're like way less than that. Yeah, not like 0.6% or something like that. Yeah. Is right. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a whole lot of your time that they can get. I totally get that. So which leads right into this conversation about communication. And so here's my first question. Okay. Whether it was when you had five, 40, or even now at 160, so that everybody understands that we're all on the same page. Tell me a horror story. <laughs> a communication <laughs> horror story. A horror story. Well, I think the horror story is just not having some sort of a growth plan in place, like mm. not changing up when things change. So for example, we started realizing that performance issues are very easy to find when you have 20, 30, 40 people, because you have your management team, which at the time was two or three people, 
and that's their job. But when you get to a hundred people, it was just too hard for the managers to keep track of everything. And the communication just fell off. So one of the things that we implement, well, before I give you the solution, let me tell you the, the horror story. The horror story is that people would just not show up to work or something would happen and we wouldn't know about it until the client was like, yo, where's so-and-so? And we're like, huh? What do you mean where's so-and-so? And they should be at work. And they're like, well, they haven't been to work for like two days. I'm like, two days? How does someone even get... Wait, hold on. So what we did was to solve that, because there's my horror story. Because obviously your reputation is on the line when your people don't show up to yes. work. Because we, VA Staffer is a permanent staffing solution. And so back then, this was probably three years ago when I first started realizing this, is that we implemented a attendance channel in Discord. We use Discord for our communication, mm. for our instant communication. Okay. So people type in and out. Okay. And we made a whole new role in the company called a squad leader. When we got to 100, that's when we broke it up. So we took all 100 people and we broke it up into groups of 10. So it's very much like the famous quote from, I believe it was Richard Branson, Sir Richard mm -hmm. Branson, who said that a team is too big if you can't feed it with two pizzas. <laughs> so. Well, at 100, that's too many. Yeah, exactly. So we broke things down into about 10, a little less than 10. Okay. And those squad leaders, their responsibility at the end of their shift, they were able to work an extra basically 30 minutes of overtime and their extra time, we pay them a little bit more just to oversee them. It's a little bit of a leadership position is to check and see their end of day and attendance report just to make sure that we can catch it, right? Oh, so-and-so didn't report today. So-and-so didn't put in the full eight hours, whatever, just so it kind of alleviates some of the work that the management team has to do. Gotcha. So now we have 10 squads. Right. Right. And now we also have so, 10 project managers. Just having the team in place to support the growth is really important. And sadly, I didn't build the team until it started breaking and I had to have the people. Well, and that's part of why we do this conversation, because for those of us who've been through for a long time, there's so many lessons that we learned that people who have three people don't even think about just yet that, Hey, now's the time to start thinking about those things before you really start to grow and ramp. So, you know, as you grow, how you're going to handle them. So that's a really good one. Now, for all of you listening, guys and gals out there, I want to tell you, so number one, Jeff and I are going to have a lot of fun as you can already see, <laughs> but one of the other reasons that Jeff and I have so much fun and one of the other reasons why I keep having Jeff back is because whenever Jeff comes on, I pull up my notebook. Okay. Because I'm already taking notes <laughs> on what Jeff is saying. So with the squad leader, and we didn't even plan to go to talk about this today, but since you brought it up with that squad leader and it being a slight leadership position, is that the type of thing that people start to realize exists and they start to vie for that position as they see that as upward mobility within your company. Yeah, it is. They use it that way. 
Yeah, it is. We have three new squad leaders actually that just have been promoted. We do a lot of promotion from within. The squad right. leader position right. is not something that we hire for, it's something that you earn from within. So obviously you're rewarded by your ethics, by those three things we talked about in the last one, which is adaptability, work ethic, and give a damn, right? Those are the three things that we look for in every person. So if they are demonstrating that they're timely on their, how can I have someone who's going to be checking other people's end of day reports and attendance who ain't good at their own attendance and end of day right. report? So obviously right. people that demonstrate that they have the capacity and ability to do that are going to be given the opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's a really good idea. And I'm thinking through my team right now, I had some obvious squad leaders that I can use that with. Cause we're right at 15. Oh, wow. That's good. Right. Anything over 10 is like earlier. I was kind of like, it was cool at 40 people. I mean, it was a lot of stress for my team. Like it was cool for me. Cause I, <laughs> like my shirt says, whenever life hands me lemons, my virtual assistant deals with that. <laughs> but in all reality, it's better to start thinking about it right now. Yeah. I'm going to, and I think we'll implement that still in communication. We do quarterly meetings. We do a quarterly all hands meeting. Do you guys do anything like that? Like at 160, how do you manage that? Yeah, I do. So I have a leadership call every day and actually okay. my team's probably going to listen to this. So I'll be careful what I say, but I have been debating on if it's worthwhile to do. I mean, it's only a 15 minute call, but. We use the instant communication tools like Discord so much that I don't know if it's a worthwhile 15 minutes of my day. It's everyone just saying, yeah, no report for me. I already discussed it in Discord. Once in a while, we'll have a couple issues, but I would much rather if somebody has an issue to say, hey, let's have a call. We have an issue. The problem is sometimes that culturally, especially if you're dealing with the Philippines, some people don't bring up issues until it's too late. And that was the idea behind the call. So there's still an internal debate on whether it's that valuable, but considering it's only 15 minutes a day for two businesses. So I have VA staffer and I have branded media. So I have 15 minutes for VA staffer and 15 minutes for branded media. And actually that call's coming up in 40 minutes. So I have that call, boom, boom, back to back, 15 minutes for each company. And usually it's less than that. So. I think in all reality, I do have all hands call. I try to have it once a month, but they usually get turned into once a quarter. It's just hard to arrange 160 people on a call. Yeah. Plus we have different work schedules and things like that, where like probably half the team can't make it. I'm not a huge fan of like huge company wide calls, especially now as a business owner, if you think about it, even if it's a half hour call and you have 150 people on it, <laughs> that's an expensive call for everybody, right? And it's usually it's an overtime, call. right? So yeah, it's an expensive call for sure. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Even the way we do it. So we do it either it's after hours usually, and we usually do it as a dinner where they actually invite their family and I buy their family dinner. Well, but that's still an expensive call. Yeah. And of course it's 15 people, not so bad, but dang. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> Yeah, because imagine when you get to 50 people or whatever, and they're like, hey, how can you start doing the dinner? You know, it's like. Right. And you're like, because it was expensive at 15. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, no, I get it. But we have, still have to do something to keep morale and yeah. the, the camaraderie of the overall team. But you mentioned something in, just now about culturally and in culture, different cultures not wanting to bring up problems and issues, which again, when you're looking at overseas and you're dealing with a different culture is a reality and causes major communication challenges. So how do you deal with that? Not how you deal with it in your leadership team, but has it filter on down through the ranks, if you will? Well, I think a lot of it just goes back to the hiring and the types of people that you hire. And I think obviously self-motivation is really key in preventing some of the issues that pop up, especially when you have a hundred percent remote team, like all of my teams remote, even me, I'm working here. I'm in my boxers. We're chilling right now. I actually miraculously am wearing shorts today. I think it's because I went for a walk last night and I just haven't changed. <laughs> hey, this is real talk, right? This is real talk. <laughs> well, I made that post the other day and it's still getting comments on it, man, about this famous author. He says, oh, you want your life, like everybody should be going back to the office. Do you want your life to just be chilling in your pajamas at work? And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's exactly how I envisioned it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So with exactly. that said, though, when you have people at home in pajamas, how do you take them to take your work seriously, right? And a lot of that just comes down to the demeanor. I think that's why one of the things that we do is, and we did briefly talk about this on the last one, is that I have an experiential hiring process. So we're giving people work to do before they even get an interview to join the team. So we, for example, I'll take a recording like this, a video call like this. Usually I'll take a real staff call or a team call, or maybe even a client call if the client gives permission. And we'll just give them a little empty note. We call a meeting minutes template where it's like attendees, objective, what are the discussion? What are the challenges faced? What are the opportunities? And then boom, what are the action items? And we'll see if they're able to fill in the blank from the call. No, I don't trust the resume. I don't trust the CV. No. And I don't even trust interview. Like they can tell me all sorts of stuff they can do, but I'm done with that. I've hired hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to get to the 150 plus that we have now, sadly, because I hired a lot of people that looked cool and they said cool things, but they just couldn't do the work. Right. We've been there. We understand that. And that's the reality. And I love the experiential piece of it. And I think it's so important. Show me that you actually can do this work. I had Dennis you on a couple of weeks ago. Good mm -hmm. friend of both of ours. Yep. By the way, he said to tell you hello when yeah. he spoke. And Dennis put it probably the best that I've ever heard anybody say it. He said, the reality of the virtual assistant, international worker, whatever you want to call it, market is you get the opportunity to hire within the best 2% of the world. It's not that you can hire from the entire world is that you can hire in the best 2% of the entire world. As you talk about giving them work to do before they're even hired and having them prove that they can, that's what it's about, right? Because like you said, you can't trust the CV. You can't trust even the interview, right? Yeah. You can't get enamored by those things. That's really great. And you know, 
people can say whatever they want, right? They sure can. You look now, at, let me, I'll tell you right. this. Sorry to interrupt yeah. that point, but no. what I've learned is that C players know how to copy A player resumes. Let's put a pin right here and talk about this for just one moment. <laughs> okay. And I want to share, this is real talk, guys. I want to share this with you guys because as you start looking more and more in the virtual market for workers, what Jeff said is so very true. We hire a lot of video editors and graphic designers. And I can't tell you how many times multiple people have sent me the same work and said that they did it. Just let that sink in, right? <laughs> it's a dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call me the king of the dramatic pause. So there you go. But that's why you've got to test them. Now, speaking on the testing of workers, what we do is we have a set project per role that we're hiring, even though we don't need the work done, we give everyone the exact same project just so that we have a benchmark to compare everyone. Do you do something similar or do you do it differently? We've had some instances, even during the training, you're going to love this. This is perfect. Oh boy. We've this had some instances even during training where like, cause we usually do them in blocks of 10, like we'll hire 10 people, say a hundred people apply. Getting 10 would be like amazing. We never get 10 from a hundred people. We probably yeah. get three, four, 5% of applicants mm -hmm. are worth even having interview, letting alone hiring. But we had a situation where we hired this whole batch of people and two people turned in the same report with different names on it. And we're like, huh, that's weird. Why would this report look the same? It was word for word type thing. And then we had to determine, okay, which one copied from who, right? We found out that one of the team members basically sent their Google doc to the manager to review for an assignment that was done. And then someone probably was like, oh, there it is. And clicked on the thing and then like copied and pasted it to her own. And it was like, how did she think we were going to see that? <laughs> I think that we give people ample opportunity to prove themselves. And, and I think that really in life, cheaters really do never prosper. Work ethic is really important. I know it's kind of off the beaten path from your original question, but I think the real important piece is just that you give people the ability to prove themselves and whatever they do, believe them. It's kind of like you're giving them the opportunity to show themselves and usually they do pretty well. They present themselves that they, they will present the truth usually. Yes. But, so again, guys, real talk. So I had an interview this morning because there's somebody that we're hiring for a position. We're actually hiring for three different positions. And so much like you and that we hire in batches as well and hire multiple positions at the same time. So we can double or triple up on the onboarding and not do it one at a time, but. Either way, so we're hired for this position, transcriptionist to be exact. And this young lady shows up, it's a 30 minute interview and she shows up eight minutes late. Now, the only reason I was even still on Zoom was because I forgot that I was still on Zoom. <laughs> By five minutes late, I'm done, I'm gone. But I had started working on something else and Zoom was on the second screen and I just totally forgot it was up until I see this pop-up. So-and-so is waiting in the waiting room. I'm like, oh man, she's here. It's eight minutes late though. 
And she comes on. And she doesn't even apologize for being late. Hmm. Not even a recognition that she was late. She just started the interview like everything was normal, that she was early. Wow. Now, guys, and this is what Jeff was saying earlier, her resume is awesome. Her work history is awesome. Our back and forth conversation that we've had on onlinejobs.ph, I'm saying that we had, it was really with my team, and I'm just reading it before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the interview, was great. But now she actually showed up and showed who she is. And this is what Jeff is saying. Believe what they tell you. Believe what they show you. <laughs> Not what they tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Believe what they show you. Excuse me. Excuse me. Thank you. Yes. Believe what they show you. Yeah. She'll never be earlier than eight minutes to an, another meeting. If that's the effort they show you trying to get the job, imagine once they get the job. Yeah. Yeah. It's Whew. okay. So let's shift focuses a little bit because you've mentioned discord a few times mm -hmm. and I'm going to guess that most people don't know discord. I know discord honestly, because of my kids mm -hmm. gaming, not right. a lot of you confused with me, but I only know it because my kids use it, but let's talk about communication tools and also project management tools. What do you guys use? What do you suggest are there? different things to use at different times. Woo. All right. I'll tell you what I do. So the main reason why we use discord, we used to use Slack. The reason we use discord is because Slack got really expensive. Once I got over a hundred people, <laughs> it's like $10 a person. So now you're talking 150 people. That's 1500 bucks a month for a chat program, right? Right. And I'm like, not that I'm a cheapskate or whatever, but discord can do just as much. And actually I think you guys would be kind of mind blown just with everything that discord can do. It has some really cool bot integrations. And because it's got a bunch of gaming nerds in there, there's a lot of cool, like downloadable t type bots. Well, they're not technically downloadable. They're kind of like zaps. You can zap to it. Zapier does work with it. So like all of our payment processors. We have a payments channel. So every time a payment comes in, it sends it to the channel and it tags the management team. Every time a payment's failed, same thing, sends it over, payment failed. We also have the attendance channel. So people come in, they hit their attendance. And then we have all the squad channels, squad one through, through 10 or whatever. And then we also have our project management channel. We have each of the teams. We have four teams on top of the squads. We have four teams. We have a creative team. We have a copywriting team, mm -hmm. social media team, mm -hmm. web team mm -hmm. that are not squads. Those are their own teams. And then if projects are big enough to where they warrant an actual discussion, it's like we have a client who's pretty big. We'll throw a, a channel in there just to talk about that project. So gotcha. then there's the project communication plan, which obviously instant communication isn't the best for that. Cause then it's not really chronological. It's kind of like all over the place. You don't have task management in there. So we use something called active collab. The same reason we use active collab is the same reason why we use discord because Asana and whatever else, they want you to 10, 12, some of them, $15 per person to log in there. And that's not including the clients. A lot of them, you have to pay for your clients as well. And we have well over 200 clients. 
200 plus 150 now you're looking at 350 and even if it's a 10 bucks a pop that's 3500 bucks a month for a project management tool so we use active collab it's self-hosted so we pay 1500 bucks okay. a year i think for a license and then you know, we have it hosted on our server which is a couple hundred bucks a month a lot of those decisions are just from growing pains where we got to a certain size and said oh guys we kind of should figure this out because you know that's a lot of money <laughs> and I'm bootstrapped, 100% bootstrapped. I've never taken an investor. I've never taken anyone's money. So everything that I've done has been motivated by how can we grow and be effective, but not break the bank. Wow. So you just gave us the topic for the next time we're together, <laughs> which is how to grow to 160 people from bootstrap. That's tough. That's an eight year experiment, you know? 2014 is when I started this company officially. 2016 is when I put on the gas. I think I probably had 10, 12 people. By the end of 2016, I was up to about 27, I believe, something like that. Then it was like 40. And then when I hit 47, this was in 2020, right before COVID, I was at like 47 people. When COVID hit, we're talking absolutely explosive growth. We went from 47 to 150 in like a year and a half. It's called a COVID success story. Yeah. But it's a COVID success story because he was prepared for it too. Well, in all reality, in 2019, I used to have to convince people why they need a remote team. <laughs> and then when COVID happened, the pandemic, it was like nobody... I've never had to sell a remote team ever, ever right. since then. Like people are like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds real easy. But if it wasn't for 2014 through 2019, you wouldn't have been able to do that in 2020. Absolutely. And that's the key too, guys, is you've got to be ready. As business owners, it's not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to be easy. Matter of fact, most of the times it isn't pretty and most of the times it isn't easy. Right? Amen. Especially especially in the beginning. But if you know you're on the right path, you got to stay on that path and you got to fight through it because when opportunity hits, if you're not prepared, you'll be out of luck. And people say all the time that luck is when opportunity and preparedness meet. Oh, look at this Tony Robbins coming. We got a team of, <laughs> a team of Tony. <laughs> right? All right. But it's so true though. It's true. It is true. It is so true. And Jeff is living proof of that, right? You've got to be ready. I replace the word luck with timing. Think of it like you're out in the sea, man. Like it's dead out there. You're stuck, you're stranded. And then what are you doing while you're stuck and stranded? You sit there and like cry and try to fish and whatever, or are you going to get the hell out of there and you're going to make a sale? The person who's making the sale while there's no win, that's the person that wins. That's what's happening right now. You should be building that sale because that wind is coming. That's You're right. going to go for that ride. Yep. Yep. It's one of the things that I love about life. The metaphor of the seasons. Mm. If you're not preparing in the fall and the winter for the spring, spring will come and you will have nothing. Mm. Summer will come and you will be dead. But you've got to mend that sail to use your analogy there. You've got to be building that sail when there's no wind. So when it. the wind comes, you can catch it. 
the analogy for the day. I came up yeah. with something good. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that's it. We're going to do that the next time, man. We're going to talk about this bootstrap for 160 yeah. people and that journey, that eight-year journey. Let's do it. Okay. Jeff, we've said it a couple times, but I want you to say it officially. How do people find you if they're looking for or to build their remote team? VAstaffer.com is our pre-vetted, trained team. We specialize in executive assistance. So basically someone who, like Jacqueline, who always arranges our call, like the one that we had today, right? Like Jacqueline is my assistant. She arranges my calls. She does my email. She's on all of my calls with me. She probably feels really weird not being on here because she usually is on all my calls taking notes. <laughs> Sorry, Jacqueline. Yeah, exactly. She, you know for a fact she's already listening to this on the recording. So we focus on that, vastaffer.com. Uh, I don't want it to turn into a sales pitch or whatever, but would love for you guys to connect with me on LinkedIn because on LinkedIn, I try to drop a lot of bombs on there. I just dropped a bomb on my Facebook last night and I haven't even had a chance because you're the first thing I did when I woke up was come over to my computer and I'm like, Atima, Atima time, baby. I haven't even checked my phone yet. As a matter of fact, just a second ago, I went, oh crap, because my phone fell off my desk while we were talking. A little vibration thing. But yeah, vastaffer.com and connect with me, just Jeff J. Hunter. If you go to Google and type in Jeff J. Hunter, I'm now officially Google verified. So like nice. all my socials will pop up. So come at me. <laughs> No, seriously, get at him because Jeff does drop some great bombs on social media. And it's not just great bombs, but it's also great conversation. Mm. Stuff to make you think and stuff to really talk to other people who are just like you. Dealing with stuff, looking at different things in your business and how you manage things. Atiba, the post I made, it was just like a random thought that I had before I went to sleep last night because... One of my friends invested like $15,000 in this personal development. He's probably going to get a lot out of it. Don't get me wrong. Personal development, I believe is really important. But at the same time, I know where this person's at in their business. And I'm like, you know what $15,000 could do? If you, instead of paid $15,000 to learn and to grow, if you paid $15,000 for people to do something for you, People want to talk about their personal brand. People want to be learning about strategies and stuff like that. And dude, for me, for $10,000 over the past 30 days, I could probably have somebody build you a funnel, probably record a, a crap ton of social media videos for your personal brand, can do all these different things that you could do and actually be done with, right? Instead of going through personal development and stuff, and don't get me wrong, I think there's a stage in your life where like you need personal development, but dude, once you've got Absolutely. a business and you're rolling, like just hire people to do shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that the key word is balance. Yeah. And knowing what and when and how much. Yeah. And like I said earlier in this call, one of the most important things I ever learned in my life was to get myself out of doing everything. As soon as I was able to remove myself and feel comfortable doing it, because there's a power struggle, like a control struggle, I think that we all face as entrepreneurs. And it's important to know that yes, you can do everything, but that doesn't mean you got to do everything yourself. You know what? That's the next, next call we're going to do too on this, that power struggle, because that power struggle is very, very real. And I know for me, it took time. 
and I'm now in a place where we don't, if we think of something new, it's not, how am I going to do this thing? It's okay. Who's going to do yeah, this? Yeah. It's not what, but who, <laughs> yeah. it's not how, but who, <laughs> right. And how do I structure it well enough that I can just give it to you. You can bring it back to me and we can go through, bring it back to whoever needs to and go through it mm -hmm. because I could do it, but <laughs> for what? <laughs> It comes back to that. It comes back to that crazy three-letter word. Why? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, all right, brother. Thank you so much for your time. I know you've got to run to do your two staff meetings. Say hello to the staff for me. I will. All right. Tell Jacqueline she'll get to listen to this real soon. That's it. <laughs> hey, we got to take our screenshot, man. You got to take our screenshot. Let's go. Let me take a screenshot. Go. That's it. That's it right there. That's it. Got you. I got you. <laughs> Make Thanks sure I for, send that to me. I will. Thanks for having me on the show as always. And hopefully people get some stuff out of this, man. I hope you get a good responses. Well, you know what? We get stuff out of this. If y'all don't get anything out of this, that's on y'all. Because just <laughs> drop some gem. Let me just be straight. We have fun hanging out with each other. No, but seriously, just right, man. Listen to this and get some good stuff. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.